Welcome to the View Tourism Podcast, and I'm Kojibin Williams. The View Tourism Podcast is dedicated to Africa's travel and tourism industry, where leaders from the private and public sectors get to talk to us. You can subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, and Google Podcasts. In today's episode, the United Nations Secretary General's Envoy on Youth, Jayathma Rikramanayaki, is my guest. At the recently held Global Youth Tourism Summit in Sorrento, Italy, Jayathma implored the youth not to wait to be invited to the table, but take the initiative they feel strong about, since it's the surest way to effect change. She applauded the UNWT for organizing the Landmark Youth Summit. Good afternoon and welcome to the Youth Tourism Podcast. And we are on the home stretch of uh, the first uh, Global Youth Tourism Summit and have been joined by the, the envoy for the. I'll, 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 I'll leave it for you to introduce yourself, man. My name is Jayatma Vikramanayake. I'm the United Nations Secretary General's Envoy on Youth. Okay, that's, that's quite a big position, a big portfolio. Again, when you mentioned the point that the youth constitute uh, is it 70 60%, right? Uh, more than half of the world's population is wow. at now under that's, the age of 30. Yes. What has been your impression so far at this event? I am really impressed by the quality of contributions by the young delegates who are here. Um, I really like how they bring questions and comments from a very intersectional point of view. So we're talking about tourism. Let's also talk about gender equality in tourism. Let's also talk about sustainability in tourism. Uh, Let's talk about education in tourism. So uh, it, it shows you how this generation is very aware of how different issues intersect with each other and how they bring that into the global conversations that they're having here today. So I'm, I'm very impressed. Okay, good. Uh, again, you conducted that masterclass with the Italian minister in charge of youth uh, policies and I recall one of the points that you mentioned of tourism and the actions. Now, I want to ask you that how is tourism part of the, the bigger United Nations point of action much more Yes, I think tourism is becoming more and more a topic extremely relevant to young people. I read the statistics that many decades ago, for an example, only 10% of the global tourists uh, represented young people, but now it, it is coming up to 25%. So that means more young people are traveling, more young people are experiencing uh, tourism. Um, and I saw also a statistic that about 13 to 19 million young people people uh, are going out as tourists uh, every year. Uh, This means that more young people are exploring tourism as a venue for education, to get different experiences, learn new languages, for volunteerism activities, um, and to really enrich their life. Um, So it's becoming an integral part of uh, young people's education in a non-formal and informal way outside of their classrooms. Uh, But the second point that I raised this morning was also it comes with certain risks uh, for young people including risks of child labor in tourism, uh, human trafficking in tourism, child prostitution and other things. So while we see tourism as an opportunity for young people, we should also see how it affects their lives and their futures 
and take necessary action, particularly under the uh, WTO Code of Conduct, the Code of Ethics, um, to make sure that governments and companies provide safe and enabling conditions for young people who are tourists but who are also in the host communities. Okay, you 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 touched on the, the wings or the successes of some of the things that you've uh, promulgated or you've done, you know, from your. Uh, from your end, in which you, you mentioned the charters like the African Union Charter, you spoke about the Brazilian government and all of that. Do these youth policies have tourism enshrined in them? Uh, uh, and, 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 and how, because you still mentioned that in terms of practicality yes. or uh, ruling out the policies, yes. now that's what happens. Yes. yes, so I would say the easy answer to that is to say no to a large extent because right now the majority of issues that we see are education, employment, young people's political participation and tourism isn't necessarily seen as a key sector for youth at least until now uh, but now with the Global Youth Tourism Summit we are really creating a conversation on how that is relevant to young people's lives. I also want to make one point clear, still a lot of the research, still a lot of the surveys and a lot of the statistics I just mentioned come from the European region and for many reasons uh, the continent is structured in a way where you can easily move across countries, take a bus or take a train and go to grow from one end of uh, Europe to the other whereas in other continents, exactly, so in other continents like Africa where you come from, Asia where I come from, especially I come from an island where flying out is extremely expensive to a different country. So we have to also look at those geographical, cultural challenges. Uh, we still in conservative societies where in, in my community, for an example, a girl will not be allowed to go on a tourist trip alone until she's maybe 20, 25 years old. Whereas in some cultures, when you're 15 or 18, you're already able to go and experience different things in life. So uh, I think all of those elements of culture, accessibility, geographical challenges has to be taken into account when we see how relevant is youth tourism for young people. Okay, now uh, it's, a, it's, it's a very important point that you mentioned that yes, we can talk about, about sustainability and all of that but at, at, at what point in time do we also uh, face the reality of uh, the situation at hand and not be uh, idealistic about some of the things uh, the things that we we we, we put forward our solutions. Yes, I think we are very ambitious in terms of uh, when it comes to climate action or sustainability, not only in tourism, but generally from every sector, from energy to transportation. Um, and I think we have been pushed into that situation because we have not taken action for so long. Now we have very little time to make really big changes. So I think you can't really uh, blame us for being ambitious because if we don't take action today to be sustainable, we might not even have a planet to live in in the, in 50 years time right and young people who are 10 years today will be still alive in 50 years time they will be 60 70 years and they will live with the repercussions of the decisions that we are making today so i think we cannot afford to postpone discussions on sustainability or take action on sustainability we need to do it now if our children and the children of our children are to live a, in a world that is healthy for people and for the planet what would you advise to young people themselves? Because uh, at uh, today's masterclass, there were a bit of conversation around young people saying, okay, policymakers, and at, at one point yes. in time, you made the, uh, the point that they need to, even as a point in time, 
form an advocacy group, an action, a political group? Yes. Yes. What would be your advice? I would say don't wait for an invitation. There is something that everyone can do. Either it is um, raising awareness about an issue you care about in your classroom or university, to talking to your parents about sustainability or climate action, to writing a letter to your member of parliament, uh, to forming a political party and running for political office. There's something that you can do in every point of time to make a contribution. So don't let, wait for anyone to invite you to take action. Take action on your own. Thank you so much, madam. Thank you.